Praise God from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. Abraham's great test, Abraham's faith. From Genesis 22, the verses are 1 through 14. And the text reads, the New King James Version of the Bible. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Blessed are the hearers and the doers of God's holy and divine word. Abraham had obeyed God many times in his walk with him, but no test could have been more severe than the one in Genesis 22. This test represents the crescendo, the high point of Abraham's long life the point at which he was called on with demands of death. We all must learn to trust God in life and death. When God came with demands, 
Abraham listened. What about you? What about me? God commanded Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. God emphasized in these uh, three indicators of Isaac the extent to which Isaac was, in fact, the promised child. This was an astonishing command. Since Isaac was the son of promise, God had promised several times that from Abraham's own body would come a nation as multitudinous as the stars in heaven. Note Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3, and Genesis 15, verses 4 and 5 as examples. Later, Abraham was specifically told the promise would be through Isaac, Genesis 21 and verse 12. Now here, Abraham is faced with the preeminent requirement of mankind to demonstrate love and trust for God. Our faith, as Abraham's faith, must affect our actions Our deeds expressed must demonstrate our faith in action. Note Genesis 22, uh, verses 9 through 14 as our focus. When Abraham and Isaac arrived at the mountain, Abraham displayed his resolve. He built an altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Genesis 22, verses 9 through 10. This obedience had evolved from trust in the God, the creator, the living God. Abraham believed that God was able. He believed he was more than able to raise Isaac up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Hebrews 11 and verse 19. Let's note Genesis 22, verses 11 through 12. The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. Now this is in verse 1. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad. So God had called Abraham in verse 1, and now here again in verses 11 through 12, uh, God is calling on Abraham a second time. Here he, he, uh, God calls Abraham uh, twice, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, God said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. This God we serve is capable of declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Note Isaac, Isaiah 
46 and 10, Isaiah 46 and 10. Abraham showed appropriate fear for God, trust in God, love of God. Abraham was called to demonstrate his allegiance to God, his willingness to follow God's direction stands as a model for us to imitate. Abraham's actions demonstrate, demonstrated his faith. The angel instructed Abraham to put his knife down. The Lord provided a ram for an offering. The patriarch gave the place a name. The Lord will provide. Abraham's actions align with the covenantal responsibilities the prophet Jeremiah denotes in Jeremiah 31, verses 33b. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. God's command to sacrifice Isaac was to test Abraham's faith. God's tests prove and purify our faith. They cause us to seek him and trust him more. God's test of Abraham allowed his child and all the world to see the reality of faith in action. Faith is more than an inner spiritual attitude. James 2.18 But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. God's command to sacrifice Isaac validated Abraham as the father of all who have faith in God. Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness, Romans 4 and 9. We today who have the faith of Abraham also find that he is the father of us all, Romans 4, 16. Abraham's faith is an example of the type of faith required to seek a relationship with Jesus Christ. God's command to sacrifice Isaac was to provide an example of absolute obedience. After God gave the command, Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded the donkey and headed out with his son and the wood for the burnt offering, Genesis 22 and 3. There was no delay, no questioning, no arguing, just simple obedience. God's command to sacrifice Isaac was to foreshadow God's sacrifice of his own son. The narrative of Abraham and Isaac prefigures the New Testament teaching of the atonement, the sacrificial offering of the Lord Jesus on the cross for the sins of mankind. There are significant parallels between the sacrifice of Isaac and the sacrifice of Christ. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Genesis 22 and 2, Compared with, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, John three sixteen. 
Go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there, Genesis 22 and 2. It is believed that this same area is Zion, where the city of Jerusalem was built many years later. Jesus was crucified in the same area that Isaac had been laid on the altar. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering, Genesis 22 and 2. And Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 3. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, Genesis 22 and 6. Jesus carried his own cross, walked to Calvary, John 19, verse 17. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering, Genesis 22 and 7? John said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, John 1, verse 29. God himself will provide the lamb, Genesis 22 and 8. Jesus is likened to a spotless lamb in 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, and a slain lamb in Revelation 5 and verse 6. Isaac acted in obedience to his father, Genesis 22 and verse 9. Before his sacrifice, Jesus prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26 and verse 39. Isaac was resurrected figuratively and Jesus in reality. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Hebrews 11 and verse 19. Jesus was buried and was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 4. Abraham's actions foreshadows Jesus' requirement of forsaking one's family, leaving all, and following him, Luke 14, verses 26 through 27. If anyone who comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, Yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. In verse 27, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Many centuries after God's command for Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, Jesus said, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. John 8, verse 56. This is a reference to Abraham's joy in seeing the ram caught in the thicket in Genesis 22 and 13. That ram was the substitute that would save Isaac's life. Seeing that ram uh, was, in essence, seeing the day of Christ, the substitute for all of us. We serve a God who provides. Let us remember our relationship with Jesus emboldens us to consider God as our bulwark never failing. When we have this kind of Abraham maturity, 
we are able to wait on the Lord in times of travail. As Christians, we see Abraham's readiness to offer his son as a type of God's giving his son for the redemption of humankind. Isaac, too, like Jesus the Christ, was ready to be the sacrifice God appointed. The young man made no cry. He made no attempt to escape. Isaac was ready to do what was pleasing to God. As Christians, our takeaway here is that one does not need to understand all of God's ways or purposes in order to obey him. When God comes to each of us as he most surely will with demands, we are to listen, trust, and obey. Obedience comes along with disciplined trust and the recognition of the many and continual mercies that God our Father bestows on his children. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, God, Yahweh, holy and divine, we approach your throne of grace with a childlike humility and reverence. We are continually amazed by your majesty, your power, your forgiveness, and most passionately by your sacrifice of your Son and our Savior on that old rugged cross for the sins of mankind. Father, we can't thank you enough for the life-giving opportunity you afford us in Jesus. As we travel this low ground of sorrow with the hope of heaven, and the thought of singing praises to you where all tears will be wiped away and we may be blessed with serving you for eternity. Thank you for being our God, a God who sits high and looks low on his children. We come with petitions on our heart for those who do not know you May they be given the space and time to come to know you before it is eternally too late. We come for the poor in spirit, the sick, the shut-in, those behind prison walls, those who are addicted, those who are grieving. Father, precious Abba, embolden them, heal them, and give us all those things we stand in need of this day to be able to trust and obey. It is in the blessed name of Jesus Christ we offer up this prayer and ask it all. Amen. Thank you for listening, saints. I pray that something in this lesson was both edifying and uplifting. Next week's lesson.
will be taken from Genesis 23. The verses are 1 through 20, and the title of the lesson is Sarah's Death. Again, Genesis 23, verses 1 through 20, and the title of the lesson is Sarah's Death. Again, thanks for listening. Let us all be challenged daily to grow in spirit and truth. Stay safe. Until next time, bye for now.